0: Hello everyone and welcome to Submitted for Your Approval, kind of a Twilight Zone podcast, kinda with your host, Brandon Cruz, kinda. Uh, and I say all these kind kindas because this this week, because of unforeseen circumstances where I wasn't able to uh record with my guests this week, um, thank you, emergency uh family situations, uh, I wasn't able to record an episode. You know, life has a funny way of doing things. And just this last week, my buddy Matt Hurt from the Anthology Pod and Obsessive Viewer Podcast, he released the episode that he and I recorded back in December. So, I thought, wow, this is perfect timing. Let me throw a bumper on the, on the beginning, and then maybe a bumper at the end. But uh, let's, let's just play that episode, because it's all about the Twilight Zone. Specifically, all about his Season 1 recap. So, without further ado... Hey, check out Matt Hurt on Anthology Pod with this very special guest, a Mr. Brandon Cruz from Submitted for Your Approval, Science Own Podcast.
1: Imagine, if you will, a podcast. A podcast beyond that which is known to man. It exists in both fandom and discovery, in viewing and critiquing. My name is Matt Hurt. This is Anthology. And welcome to Anthology, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. If this is your first time listening, Anthology is a podcast exploring science fiction anthology storytelling during television's first golden age, beginning with The Twilight Zone. Each podcast, I share my thoughts on an episode of this iconic series as a first-time viewer, as well as share some trivia about the episode. I then end each podcast with a bonus review of a movie or show related to the week's episode. You can find more of Anthology at anthologypod.com. And if you want to contact me, you can like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash anthologypod. You can tweet me at Obsessive Viewer, send an email to matt at obsessiveviewer.com, or call and leave me a voicemail at 317-762-6099. And if you like what you hear and you want to support the podcast, the easiest way to do that is to head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. The more ratings and reviews I get, the easier it will be for people to find the show in iTunes' search results. Also, if you wish to support Anthology with your wallet, there's a donate button on anthologypod.com and a link in the show notes of this episode. Every donation made using that donate button goes directly toward the fees to keep the podcast running. And for the first time ever on the podcast, I have a guest. I have uh, Brandon Cruz from Submitted for Your Approval, fellow Twilight Zone podcaster and podcaster in general. Um, Brandon, how you doing, bud? Hey, man, I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Nice.
0: It's good. It's good. It's good to be here, man. And uh, it's good to, to talk to you again. We last time we talked was was last year, sometime.
1: Yeah, yeah. When uh, you had me on for uh, to review Execution for That's season right. one of uh submitted for your approval which i had a blast oh yeah so definitely get you on for this
0: i I was so i was so glad to to have you on and and uh it you know it's really cool just getting getting so many different people onto the show um and then you know you and i we had that that common that common anthology bond yes (laughs) and uh i i don't i don't remember how did i get a how did we first get in in touch was like
1: I think what happened was it was back, let's see, when was it? Last, probably March or April when I was like starting to, because I took that hi- hiatus from uh, from Anthology. And like, I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to start this back up again. Let's see if there are any other Twilight Zone podcasts that have cropped up. And like I found submitted for your approval. Then like I was listening to an episode. And I was like, I'm just going to shoot an email. And then we started emailing back and forth. I think that's right. the genesis of this uh, pod friendship. Um, yeah, the the, yeah.
0: the Sega Genesis of friendships. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it. Uh, and you know, it blossomed from there. Um, yeah, absolutely.
0: And now, and now we're we're metaphorically holding hands we, in the podcast space.
1: We are, yes, yes. And I did not <laughs> wash mine, so I don't. Oh, know. Yeah. I don't know what that's supposed to even mean, but yeah. Anyway, hey,
0: but but I got. <laughs> I got. I got to tell you, I haven't washed mine either. So, and that—that's how our bond has grown. So, so exactly. much. Exactly.
1: That's how we're morphing into. You, <laughs> we're connected by the bacteria. bacteria of the internet. Ah, <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> so, before we lose any more listeners in this weird tangent, <laughs> um, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and your history with the Twilight Zone?
0: All right, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm Brandon Cruz, as you already mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, in as I do run uh, a Twilight Zone podcast, uh, submit it for your approval. Um, right now, that podcast I'm going through from episode one all the way to the end of the series. Eventually, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just just bringing on different folks, different personalities, talking about their work, talking about their uh, their experiences with the Twilight Zone. And the really cool thing is uh, there are some people who have never seen an episode or or known they've seen an episode all the way to experts in the field uh i have been i mean i've just always loved the twilight zone i think one of my earliest television memories is uh, watching the twilight zone while i was home from from school uh and it was the dummy i believe and it freaked me out uh that along with child's play made me kick like my my buddy dolls like throw it into (laughs) the 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 closet and just like just be scared to death. <laughs> um and then awesome. of course, you know, the the 4th of July marathon, the the New Year's marathon, I, it's just always it's been like a tradition of me mine to to watch the show and, and be a part of it and just the morality that Rod Serling has. I think whether I knew it or whether I knew it or whether I know it or not or maybe I do know it because I'm talking about it. But whatever, I feel like it's influenced me a great deal in and just the way I view the world, and so I think that's really important,
1: very cool yeah that's that's one of the things that propelled me to start this podcast is that i have not i did not have that experience at all, or I haven't had like the experience with the show, so that's one of the things that I'm liking about it, is I'm meeting people just in in general who like email in and 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 through other podcasts who grew up with this or had this show impact their lives in such a significant way and so I'm really happy that you decided to slum it with me and be on this podcast today, um, because it's, I'm. It's not. It's not,
0: it's not <laughs> slumming, man. Like your 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 stuff is solid.
1: No, oh, thank so you. So
0: really, if anything, we're on Skype right now, and you can see what my what my studio looks like, mm-hmm. which is just a sweaty garage. So, <laughs> I mean, if anybody's slumming it, you're slumming it by talking to me,
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or not exactly, but you know what I mean. God, <laughs> hey, hey. Uh... Um yeah. Whereas my side of it is just I'm in my living room and you can see part of my DVDs, but that's it. Settlers um, of
0: Gatan up there.
1: Yeah, unopened. Unopened. Get out. I know. I know, right? Yep. <laughs> no, I bought it and then my friends that I was planning on like like I bought it because we were gonna play it and everything. They moved to uh stayed over. So we yeah. haven't really uh gotten the logistics down with it. But anyway, um so Tell me about submitted for your approval, which I already know everything, but it's for the benefit of the listeners now.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no problem at all. I'll just I'll just tell you like you don't know what it is. Okay. Uh, and and maybe I'll tell it like I don't know what it is. That's sure. That's dumb.
1: That would be kind of weird. <laughs> that would be like what I do every week here on the podcast with the Twilight Zone.
0: <laughs> Um, I think it's like just like a bureaucracy style podcast. <laughs> like you submit things and then approve sure. them. Uh, uh, so what's submitted for your approval is, um, as I as I mentioned before, I'm going, um, chronologically through through the series. Each episode of the podcast, I, I with a guest, a guest and I, man, grammar's not my strong suit. <laughs> um, anyways, so. So a guest comes onto the show, and then we talk about a specific episode chronologically through the the show's history. And uh, so I've I've had I've had some really cool people. I've had um, this guy obsessive viewer podcast, and also hey, anthology. Hey, it's me. Uh, I've, I've had my <laughs> wife. She's she's been on a couple times, usually drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I've had I've had other really cool stuff. I cool folks. I've had uh, Ali Gertz. She's a comedian out in, in Los Angeles. I've had. Uh, Graham Elwood, who's also a comedian. And I've had some lesser known folks who are just amazing. Uh, Dr. Steve Gronert Ellerhoff, he um he was he written a, a book on Carl Jung and Kurt Vonnegut. So he's cool. And then probably one of my favorite guests so far this season is a, a doctor out from Ireland. And nice. she is just she is just amazing. Uh, we we recorded the episode and then we talked for like another Hour just about miscellaneous stuff. That's awesome. So uh, that's doc. That's Doctor Miranda Corcoran, mm-hmm. by the way.
1: Nice. And um, what episode yeah, so, was it that she was on?
0: Uh, she was on the Howling Man. She helped me gotcha. talk about the Howling Man, nice. and she uh, she went in and talked a lot about the Universal horror movies and and how that episode specifically is is kind of a change of pace for the Twilight Zone because it was had a more gothic feel and. <laughs> And I, I tend to agree with her in the sense that there's not really any other episode that has that, like, like it could be a universal monster movie nice. <laughs> if if they really wanted to, to expand that out. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I really like bringing on uh, other people to talk about the show and really give their unique perspective on these the content. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, sometimes the sometimes the episodes aren't that great uh like uh mr beavis specifically Uh, but i had i had i had my boss come on for that one and he's Mm. a really rambunctious (laughs) really kind of crazy guy and he's he's giving me crap actually for like the last two months saying like man let me do another episode one that one that's more twilight
1: (laughs) nice i really enjoyed that episode because i don't know that it's kind of fun to talk about the the lesser episodes I guess well at least on your end I'm sure it is because you know you have people to play off of but I also listened to uh the mighty Casey and <laughs> yeah. that episode with uh oh um your friend Matt is that correct yeah yeah that's right Sizemore is super into baseball like. <laughs> I uh, I don't know what it was, but the imitation of the like the uh, like slide whistle noise effects and stuff that you guys were doing back and forth <laughs> like I was just cracking up at that, and I don't know if it was just I was delirious or what, but I thought that was really that was a really fun episode to listen to. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you know I I don't know if we we talked about it on the podcast that that episode, but he and I we used to just exchange noises back and forth to each other. He used to drive me to he'd, – he'd pick me up because uh, we went we were in high school together. He'd mm-hmm. pick me up. And before he'd pick me up in his car, I'd call him up and I'd say, hey, Matt, I'm ready to go. But before I did that, I would just make a noise like, oh, and then he'd respond, oh. <laughs> and then we'd just – we'd go squam, squeep, squap for just for five minutes straight. And my mom's like, Brandon, get off the phone and go to school, right? <laughs> so that's that Oh,
1: that, that is – that is so many levels of weird and ridiculous, but I like yeah. it. <laughs> you should
0: you should see our Facebook IM chats. We we have this tradition where we just say "o" to each other.
1: Really? And
0: I think our rec- I think our record is no no joke saying "o" to each other for about an hour.
1: <laughs> oh, so. wow. That is that is terrific. I like it.
0: <laughs> we're we're stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not I'm not going to go that far, but All right. Anyway, um, (laughs) so today on the podcast, uh, I actually didn't think to mention this before introducing you or anything, but today on the podcast, we are basically reviewing season one, which is this is just kind of a... A wind-down kind of episode, just kind of a loose conversation about some of our favorite and not-so-favorite things about season one of The Twilight Zone, um, because I've finished reviewing the first season at long last. It took me like a year and a half, but I finally did it, and uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to uh, to kind of chat about it as a whole, and uh, yeah, so why don't we kind of get started here, and just why don't you go ahead and tell me your thoughts on the season overall. Well, you know the the show, if it if it
0: wasn't good overall, it wouldn't still be a thing, right? It wouldn't be in our in our pop culture consciousness, as it were. And you know, obviously there there are some hits and there are some misses.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Ones we already alluded to, <laughs> the mighty mighty Casey being one of those hits, I would say. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> facetiousness mm-hmm. uh, aside, uh, but, you know, it had it had the, the season as a whole, just, mm-hmm. I mean, time enough at last, uh, yeah. you know, that's, people who haven't even seen the Twilight Zone know that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Monsters are doing Maple Street, maybe they don't know the episode, maybe the, the imagery isn't iconic necessarily, but people know the story. You know, and uh, so, I think there's a lot to be said for for the writing and the the cinematography and everything put together through season one to, to make it such a memorable one.
1: I completely agree. It's and this is I'm coming as someone who had really no reference for the Twilight Zone. So I was I mean, I knew, like you said, it it is endured as a cultural touchstone and, and a cultural piece of our culture. Culture. Um, <laughs> let me see if yes. I can squeeze in two more culture references there. But um <laughs> culture. culture. <laughs> yeah. But it's in, it's endured. In it, it's this it's this piece of pop culture that is very pervasive throughout our society, and it's something that I was not privy to growing up, as so many people were. And coming at it as a thirty year old who is just watching it for the first time ever, it's a really interesting experience. And Having season one to dive into having it be such a strong block of episodes um is really really amazing, and it, it has set the bar really high for me for seasons two through five <laughs> and, yeah. um, because, like you said and we'll we'll talk more specifically going forward, but like I mean, I'm still blown away by the monsters are doing on Maple Street, and I watched it months mm-hmm. ago, and that episode yeah. alone is just ridiculously great and resonant and, and relevant today. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, really it's a, great.
0: extremely prescient. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I, you I can't even, I don't think you can emphasize it enough. I can't emphasize it enough. Just how relevant it is mm-hmm. that, that concept that uh, still to this day, as we go into 2017 and get rid of 2016. Yeah. Awful, awful year.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah and and I am so happy that this show has i don't know in a word, I would say season one is freaking amazing, I guess that's two words, but it's it's really amazing and,
0: uh, no, it's it's- it's, hy- it's hyphenated, so I think it counts as yeah as yeah one.
1: it's it's freak amazing um <laughs> but, but it's it's incredible to me because it's something that I've heard about kind of tangentially I've seen it referenced countless times, and so I have. I've come to it with this with this expectation that it's it's going to be a huge, great thing, and it 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 met like it lived up to those expectations, and at many points throughout the season, um, not the mighty Casey, but um, at many points throughout the season, <laughs> it exceeded those expectations, and that is just something that doesn't really it's kind of a rarity. When it comes when I when it comes to me watching stuff at least, I always kind of build it up in my head. And yeah. I don't know. I thought season one was just phenomenal. And uh yeah, we can kinda get into talking about some of the finer moments of it, I guess, if you want. All right. All yeah, right.
0: Ab- absolutely. I'm 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 here for as long as you need me.
1: Alright. <laughs> and well, then and
0: then the Skype call ends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Um all right. So I was I have this broken broken down. It's uh, like, okay, so I have a survey on the website on anthologypod.com that I'm going to have those answers kind of separate at the end of this episode. So, um, I'm not going to bore you with all the responses and plus it's a few weeks away. So I want to give people t- chance to, to respond, but, um, yeah, gotcha. I, yeah so uh, let's just go through some of our favorite moments from season one. Like what's your, what's your number one favorite moment from the entire season?
0: Number one favorite moment. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure when I did the survey, I probably said this right. <laughs> um, it's it's hard to think of a like a favorite moment mm-hmm. because there are so many good ones, and and you don't want to you don't want to go for the cliche, uh, Mister Bemis sitting on the steps breaking right. his glasses. Uh, you don't necessarily um, want to um, say that, yeah. Uh, Jumping off of a bridge, or it's jumping off of a train, and and then the the funeral home saying "Will it be at the on the back?" That that's the biggest one. Uh, I think that the one that sticks out to me, I, and this is what I think I wrote there originally, was um, in Judgment Night, where <laughs> like that the whole the whole loop aspect of it, and really him him getting his comeuppance for eternity. I think that's I think that kind of hurts. It hurts right, right there. I'm pounding my chest for those who right. can't see. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there, really are uh, such, such good ones. Oh, uh, people are alike all over with mm-hmm. Roddy McDowell. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that w- that's a good one too. With with the alien woman in the toga, just like just stepping back in the crowd, and she's like, "Oh,
1: what did I do? I'm a monster."
0: <laughs> she didn't say that, but I, yeah. I'm putting those words into her
1: head. If you put if you put the <laughs> subtitles on, I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Closed captioning. Yeah. Provided by the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. Those are, uh, like, like you said, all those are really great moments. And would you say that that would, would that be your number one favorite moment? The people are like all over? Or is it hard enough to narrow down to one? I'm God, putting you on the spot here. <laughs> I,
0: I know, I, I know you are. I'm looking, I'm looking at the list just so, just so I'm clear and I, I don't have anything messed up. Mm-hmm. Man. And they're so, they're so good. Except, Maybe the fever, maybe, maybe <laughs> the image of a slot machine standing over Franklin is just
1: bar none.
0: It's the best.
1: <laughs> there you if go. you say so, if you say so, I will say I'm still impressed by the sound, the sound effect of it and the way that they did it. It's just, it's incredible. But yeah, that, uh, that didn't... <laughs> will haunt my dreams. That will haunt my dreams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what uh now i'm i'm gonna, I'm gonna flip the
1: script what,
0: what's yours what's okay. yours
1: so I have a list of a few here um and I really wanted to revisit them because i this is a podcast, and it's better to be able to talk about them more clearly but <laughs> um the one that jumps out to me the the my favorite moment probably of the entire season is one of Serling's closing narrations, and it's in uh, it's his closing narration from "The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street," which I think might be my favorite. My favorite piece of writing from the entire season as a whole. Mm. Like his closing narration is so beautiful, and the way that it's put together is like the like the poetry of it and the earnestness of it is so impactful. And it it's one of the most like emotionally like resonant moments that I've had like I, it resonated with me in a big way because the whole episode is about something that is it's written in with kind of a uh mccarthyism blacklisting kind of kind mm-hmm. of idea to it but if you think about it like it's more indicative of you know humanity as a whole and it's going through like if you like you think back to like the salem witch trials and and like today like things going on in the world today like it's all very much relevant and it's something that i think is sadly (laughs) maybe ingrained in who we are as a society um and his his whole his closing narration is just beautiful beautiful and bleak summation of 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 his point that he was making in that episode. Um, and I loved it. <laughs> so I think that would so, be my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's a solid
0: example uh, in, in a, in a great moment. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, to take away from that because it really is. And I joke obviously about the, the Franklin stuff. Sure. But, but there's, there's a reason why monsters do and maple street is, Still so relevant.
1: Yeah. And that's, absolutely. that's a great example of why. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I loved that. And then there were a few others. Like, um, <laughs> I almost want to say the whole episode of The Last Flight, because I, I really, I don't know, I really loved that. And also, <laughs> I'm just a, such a fan for time travel. Like, it's ridiculous. So throughout the rest of this episode, I'm going to be talking a lot about, you know, the time travel in this of the season. But. Um, <laughs> But most importantly, like Terrence Decker's like oh. his redemption at the end of the episode where he like he realizes what he needs to do. And he goes back and he sacrifices himself for um, uh, the general. It's the general. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's old, old lead bottom. Old, lead bottom. There you go. <laughs> old,
0: old, lead bottom. I, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the Air Force as my actual job. Right. And uh, I always tell people randomly like oh uh, get out of here old lead bottom but nobody <laughs> nobody understands that reference uh,
1: <laughs> other than me so it's oh, it's that's lost awesome us. nice <laughs> that's fantastic uh, <laughs> um, yeah and uh, a couple other ones that I'll just throw out is uh um uh, walking distance again another time travel episode the whole conversation with his dad uh kind of toward the end is just great just just great um, yeah. and, uh, finally, I mean, like, I, okay, this, at the time of this recording, like my, my review of this episode hasn't popped up yet. So it's the last episode, of a, a world of his own. And the moment yeah. where Rod Serling pops up is like <laughs> so great. Yeah. I was like, like, I did not see that coming at all. And that's, oh, it's, it's so fantastic. I, I loved it. I loved it yeah
0: yeah god yeah that yeah that's that's the one that's the way it goes yeah <laughs> yeah
1: it's so great, oh, it, it's, so great. It,
0: it's, it's so it's so self-aware mm-hmm. I,
1: I love it and that's something. i mean that was, that was a uh, sorry oh no no no, no. I, I was just gonna say and that that's something that the twilight zone up to that point had never been and i don't know if it ever will be again because I've, i haven't seen the rest of them but it's just like it's so <laughs> cheeky and fun
0: Cheeky—that's that's exactly the word I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> cheeky, and and I'll be completely honest—that's not a word I've—I don't think I've used in at least a, a year.
1: Oh, I have it tattooed on my chest, but yeah, or <laughs> it wouldn't really be the chest. That that would—it would have to be a different area for it to be cheeky. But that—that that was my prison name. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 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 that's that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, so I also have down here favorite twists and endings, which is, I don't know. I did not think of the criteria of these, of these, uh, of this (laughs) survey or anything too closely. But, um, what are some of your favorite endings of season one, whether they be twists or not?
0: (laughs) Um, let's see. I do. I, I, I mentioned that people are like all over. I, I like, I like the twist of him. You know, being in a zoo and, and really, you know, he not only are, I've, I've talked about this before, but, you know, they, they go to Mars, they find out, hey, people are alike all over. That's stupid. That's, <laughs> I mean, that, it's not, that's not stupid. My no, explanation and talking about it is, no, stupid. you're fine. So, so completely <laughs> disregard that. Uh, <laughs> uh, perchance to dream. That's a, that's a, that's a great one. Um, it's it's like Inception, but just but just much more bleak mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, with, with with the Catwoman mm-hmm. lover. Okay. Uh, and then let's see. Uh, Time Enough at Last. I, it, it's I won't say that it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. because I, I feel like it's not really a twist so much as it is like, oh, man, that's kind of it's kind of messed up. Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> dramatic irony or what have you. It's more yeah, ironic it's like, than
0: anything. Yeah, this doesn't help anybody. This <laughs> doesn't help anybody. Um and guy, you should be more careful with your glasses. Let's yeah. Be honest.
1: oh yeah.
0: Which um, is but,
1: uh, funny. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say, it's it's funny that time enough at last, like you said, like you said earlier, that's one of those episodes that people people know the beats of it. People know that At least by my perspective, that's like the one episode that people know more about than any other episode just about. And what's funny is that when going through this list and everything, I don't know if you've had this this come up, too, um, but it didn't really stick with me that much when when thinking of my favorite moments or favorite episodes or even my least favorite moments. I mean, it's a really good episode, but it's it's weird that it's kind of lost in the shuffle of the greatness of season one for me. Did you experience that at all?
0: Um I I didn't experience that exact mm-hmm. um exact emotion or the exact thought uh but for for me since I had, you know I know about that episode so much yeah. it's just one of the ones it's like the go to right mm-hmm. that yeah you know, I didn't want to focus on it as much or maybe I I just I didn't focus on it because you know, it's it's like when you walk past the same person every day, you don't you start to not pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when when a new guy is at the workplace, you're like, "Hey, that guy," <laughs> right. and he's like, "Whoa, who? Wh- why are you yelling at me?" I'm like, "Cause you're new." And he's like, "Well, no, I've been here two months. You just have no." Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I another another one of the, the twisty ones, I would say, is the uh, the whole love potion of the the chaser, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and. I that one's so messed up and I talked about agency on on S4YA about it. Mm-hmm. Um but I I liked comparing it to the tales from the crypt episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? right? Uh, with with Andrew McCarthy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah and, which I reviewed that for the bonus review and it's it's funny because I was thinking like when starting anthology I was thinking like maybe if you know maybe if this is fun or successful maybe I'll start like an anthology horror podcast. Like that Tales from the Crypt episode, I don't want to go off on a tangent or anything. I don't want to sidetrack us too much, but it's yeah. like, it kind of, it's kind of weird. It doesn't really, like the quality of the, of Tales from the Crypt doesn't really hold up as much as like, say the quality of the Twilight Zone.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. It, no, it, 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 it doesn't. It's so, it's so campy whore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, maybe I just, I mean, I'm just in it for the the puns.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, anyways so back, comparing back on topic, it so. yeah
1: so comparing it to that how do you feel about the chaser
0: uh the the end of the twilight zone one is is darker and i actually i actually preferred the ending to that one Well, so the chaser he just ends up being stuck in this relationship with her she is stuck with him she has no agency she is probably, like, in the back of her mind saying, like, no, this isn't what I want.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I don't want to be with this guy. But she's she's forced to. And now he's forced to be with her. Uh, the Tales from the Crypt, he he gets killed. And then she kills herself <laughs> to be with him. And then in heaven, <laughs> her face is all messed up. She's like,
1: we're together forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, that Like, up until the end, like, while when watching the Tales from the Crypt episode, I kept thinking, like, Oh man, what did I get myself into with this? And then like when that ending hit, I was like this I might actually like better than what happened in the Twilight Zone. And it's yeah. kind of up in the air. Like I I'm not ask me on a different day it'll be a different answer, but it's <laughs> it's kind of hard to gauge because I do like that dark that dark ending of the Twilight Zone. It's more it's more thought-provoking than, you know, just a mangled face in the afterlife. Um mm-hmm. because she's also revealing Someone, and this is one of the faults of it, is that I felt like they didn't really reveal this too heavily because I, at the end of it, I was like, wait, did that just happen? Was that she's pregnant at the end? Um, yeah. Because she's got the little, the little sock. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I wish, kind of wish that that had a little bit more impact, but man, that's such a dark ending. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Poor kid.
1: Yep. It's, oh, yeah.
0: it's, it's like, I not not to give that episode more seriousness than it deserves but mm-hmm. you, know, you you could you could think about people who get into relationships and then they have they have kids and they're they're not they don't really love each other right but they're they're almost, they're stuck together for the sake of the child mm-hmm. and and how good is that for for the child
1: right exactly it's 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 really it's really a sad kind of a kind of sad and dark ending for sure it's uh, yeah. it was surprising. It was surprising. Um, uh, so yeah. For, so, for it. yeah. <laughs> so on that note, any other favorite twists or endings while we brought this down to such a such a dark level? <laughs> uh, I,
0: I'm sure I'm sure there are some, and I think mm-hmm. as we, as we go further, if one pops out at me, yeah. I'll 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 make sure to to interrupt and go off on another tangent.
1: Sure. All right. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I only had a couple for this because I was really swamped at work and I didn't have time to really devote to planning this out. I'm terrible. Um, the reveal of the wife in a world of, of his own, that she is in fact a creation of his, like that, I was just kind of like, like if you read my notes, it says something like oh, my God, she's fictional, too, or she, she's fake, too, or or whatever. And then I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> and it's like I was so blown away by it because I did not see that coming. I just thought that it was just going to be more straightforward than that. But they they played with it in such a unique way. And I thought that was a really cool, really cool way to kind of bring the episode into its final moments.
0: That's that's really interesting, actually, um, because I, I don't know if I thought about this when I was watching it. Um, with uh, I had my my friend Daniel on, and and I didn't ask him whether or not he saw the the twist coming or not. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting that um, from your perspective you you didn't really see that that coming. It mm-hmm. was just kind of a shock to you. Yeah. Um. I I don't know I don't know if it's one of those things that I first saw coming the the very first time I saw it. Um. But yeah, that that that's really cool. Um. It's like it's like watching Westworld. Yeah. so he twists exactly <laughs> yeah.
1: and it was it was just that whole episode I, I thought that was such a great way to end the season because I mean there's a freaking elephant in that episode That just it blows me away it's so cool. let's address
0: the elephant in the room <laughs> right. right, red eyes but we can't see it it's black and white yeah. so
1: <laughs> oh yeah and uh, you already touched on this a little bit but the ending of people are like all over is is so great Um the way that he yells uh marcus at the at the sky is just it's so it's so beautiful it's perfect um yeah, Ma- so, yeah. moccasin Marcusin. you were right
0: yeah uh so great <laughs> uh my friend my friend patty who mm-hmm. was on the 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 show a couple times she runs the the, the twilight zone instagram mm-hmm. her and i we we hashtag moccasin to each other because <laughs> that's what it sounds like he's saying nice like why is he saying moccasin all yeah. the time? <laughs> Just, just get him. Just get some new shoes. Man. Right.
1: <laughs> he just he just wants he just wants some good uh, some good uh some good shoes there. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> um,
0: people are people are like all over, but shoes moccasins they're they're different different quality. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get the name brand. Then you got you got like the Kmart like ten dollar ones. God.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about that.
0: All right, right. Uh, side side sidetrack complete.
1: Oh yeah, Uh, we're good. Um, Also, uh, I didn't write this down in my notes or anything, but um, uh, long live Walter Jameson. That ending, (laughs) like, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's shine a light on that. Um, the special effects were incredible. I thought they were they were fantastic. Um, and very clever. What did you think of of that? For people who haven't listened to your review of it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I hated it. It's <laughs> awful. Uh it is, it's it's really cool that that trans that transformation of mm-hmm. uh, Walter Jameson's face. Um the which is what they use for uh Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? Right. Uh just just, just changing the the because um, it's black and white and then just changing the filter on there. Yeah to To make it look like he's aged in using like different makeup on his face, I that that's a really really cool way to do that transformation. So clever. and they they do they do that again to uh, on the Howling Man in season two. Nice to to help make the devil show up. <laughs> uh, but nice. you know that, that's before CGI was a thing. Mm-hmm. Special, you know, the infancy of special effects. Just they had to get they had to be creative with these things, and and they really were. And that 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 highlights it right
1: there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, real quick, just a, a little side tangent here. Um, going off script. Um, it's not a script, it's just a list of things. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, do you, uh, so what about owning the Twilight Zone? Cause, like, I, I splurged and I bought the Fifth Dimension box set DVDs, which are great. Um, but do you, do you own? it physically or digitally or are you just going off at netflix or how how's your relation to the physical medium w- with regard to the twilight zone
0: this this is this is a going off script yeah or list of things. <laughs> So uh, you know i i forget which collection i have right because i actually have a few different ones nice. like i started collecting them way back way back when and then my wife for christmas bought me just the full series. Nice. Um I I haven't bought it on, on on Blu-ray. Um but I don't I don't do most of my watching using the DVDs. I actually either switch between Netflix, Hulu or yeah, just th- those two. Mm-hmm. And I, I prefer Hulu just because those are the um those are the ones from CBS and they're not they're they're closest to their originals. Interesting. So, huh. Yeah. And when you're if you're watching them on Hulu, it actually has like the CBS logo in the corner. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so th- that's 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 how I prefer to watch them.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. I like I said, I have the DVDs, but like they just announced the repackaging of the Blu-rays like a few months yeah. a few months ago. Um, are you going to pick that up at all? Yeah, I probably not.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, and it's not because I don't want to. <laughs> it's just that. I like collecting things, but I also like money right. and, and, uh, unless there's like, there's features that, that I need to have that aren't already on the the DVD, DVDs I have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's hard for me to justify to myself and particularly justify to the Chelsea over there. Who's, who's <laughs> probably drinking as, as I'm talking about this. Uh, she's not an alcoholic. <laughs> she just drinks whenever I talk about the file Uh,
1: I'm gonna edit that in a very specific way, just so you know. Like she's drinking. Oh, she's an alcoholic. You know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's okay. I mean, one way or the other, just know she drinks a lot, and (laughs) and beats me. No, (laughs) I can't justify buying any more uh, Twilight Zone DVDs uh, to her. Um, Not until I get Rick and Morty season two, anyway.
1: Oh, there you go. Um, How about memorabilia (laughs) or anything? Like, do you have any like Twilight Zone? like figurines or or anything like that. I saw didn't you just post a thing about like you found a mouse pad or something?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at some point in time, my in-laws, they <laughs> they bought me a couple of the uh Entertainment Earth Twilight Zone figurines. They mm-hmm. they got me the the Gremlin and they got me uh, David Foster from The Masks. Okay. Um and and i would like to collect the rest of them mm-hmm. um i just i haven't gone down that path yet and so yeah the the mouse pad came with that that collection so uh i i've gotten some stuff from disneyland from the twilight zone tower of terror like Very cool every time every time somebody goes to disneyland especially before january i say hey make sure you grab me <laughs> some <laughs> right some merchandise. So I have like a coaster, a Twilight Zone Tower of Terror coaster and this really cool shirt with with Mickey Donald and Goofy in an elevator and then it drops.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So those 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 cool guys. <laughs>
0: Very well, cool. I also I also I also found a, a random record in a record store that just has like the Twilight Zone theme in disco <laughs> style. <laughs> what? Um, that's it's 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 huh. really crappy, but I have it.
1: Wow. <laughs> I know what the theme music for anthology season two is going to be.
0: (laughs) I'll I'll send it right your way. Nice.
1: (laughs) Free of charge. (laughs) Nice. It's funny. I I was at a convention here in Indianapolis over the summer and like they had vendors there, you know, selling the merch and everything. And there was one vendor that had a lot or a a sizable amount of just figures and, and action figures and stuff. And they had a few that were Twilight Zone and I was all like, oh man, this is like right when I'm like, right when I'm getting, the wheels are turning to to get it back on track to get the podca- podcast back and I'm getting in the groove and I'm I'm more excited about it than ever. And then I like was looking at it and I was like, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy one because, you know, it'll start my little, I'll have one at work and everything. And then I was looking, I was like, I haven't seen any of these episodes yet. I don't want to be... I don't want to be like a poser and like buy one of the one of the figurines from like an episode I'm not going to see for two seasons. So I didn't do it, but yeah, that was that was tempting.
0: Yeah, you'll you'll have some guy at your work come up to you and say, "Hey, oh, that's a oh, man, I love that episode." <laughs> and you're like, "You yeah, me yeah. Too. So yeah. it's a devil head. On yeah. top of a top of a, on top of a box, yeah. Like, yeah, right. Remember, remember when uh, William William Shatner did this, and you're like, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I
0: got a I got a I got a phone call.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my favorite part was when uh, Rod Serling said something in it at the beginning and end. That was a good moment. Um, cause that's it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. All right. See you later.
1: <laughs> yeah. So eventually I'll, eventually I'll probably get some, uh, get some stuff to expand on it. Cause this is one of the great things about doing this podcast is I'm forcing myself to watch it and not just throw it on in the background when I'm, um, <laughs> editing the podcast or editing my other podcast or anything. It's just like, I'm like watching it like three or four times before recording an episode discussing it with myself. So it's like I'm, I'm taking it in a lot more than I would if I was just watching it. So it's a show that deserves that.
0: Yeah. I I, I agree. I agree. Whenever there's a marathon on, I, Mm -hmm. I tend to, even if I'm not watching it, I just have it playing on in the background. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, in the same way that that you are doing submit for your approval has forced me to kind of, kind of look at look at it more critically and mm-hmm. and look and look for those themes and about in yeah. character development and all that all that uh, material. Mm-hmm. It's not something I look for, really. Anybody looks for unless they're they're looking at it critically, right? right. Unless they're looking for
1: it. Mm-hmm. Was there any um, episode from season one that you completely changed your opinion on, or it completely changed the way you? remember it because you were looking at it through a podcaster and reviewers. eye. again, off script
0: uh, <laughs> on the, spot. No, I dude. I think I used to think that Mr. Beavis wasn't a, a terrible episode. Okay. Like, like in my, in my head, I was like going into it. I was like, ah, it's not, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. That's not too bad. I'll get, I'll give it to Lewis and, and we'll have, we'll have fun with it. I know it's, it's panned, whatever. And then just watching it, trying to look at it just objectively as possible. I'm like, this this episode kinda sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to suck, but it really it's really not very good. Um and, and that's not because the actors are bad, it's just you know, obviously it was meant as a, a spin off show
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you can kinda tell that they just half assed getting it back and putting it in the Twilight Zone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was that was such a rough one. And from my perspective, I didn't know anything going into it cuz I was kind of blindsided by it. I was like trying to find and there there were moments in it that I enjoyed. Like it's not I didn't think that it was the worst thing I'd seen that week or anything, but <laughs> it was also like
0: Man, what do you watch? What do you watch that there's <laughs> exactly. there's worse stuff that week. <laughs> um,
1: uh, just wait until my next podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I was trying to I was trying to pull I I can't even think. Anyway, um no, it was Tales from Tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh god. Um which Tales from Tomorrow uh, Tales of Tomorrow, isn't that isn't that terrible? Um, I've actually reviewed a couple episodes of it as a bonus review and it is not the twilight zone. Like I had this whole idea that I'll go through the twilight zone. Then I'll go through the outer limits and then I'll go through like tales of tomorrow. And then, and then like other an- sci-fi anthology shows. And I'm like, this is going to take like a decade and a half to get through all of that. I'm like, all right, let's just, I'm just going to kind of reel it in, focus on the twilight zone. I already took one seven month hiatus. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, it,
0: you know, and the, the the thing about that too is, you're starting with a with a show that is so iconic, mm-hmm. and and you're only going down from here, right. like not not quality of your content by any means, sure, but the the content of the shows you're going to start right. reviewing, right?
1: The content. So of the quality of my content is remains to be seen for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, needless to say, your work is cut out for you after you finish the twilight zone. Yeah. So oh, congrats.
1: yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. I'm probably <laughs> it's it's going to be a mess. But um, yeah. kind of getting getting back on on track just a little bit here. Um, let's talk about some of our favorite episodes of season one. Um, yeah. Your, your, hypothetically, you're on a comet like. Uh, James Corey, and The Lonely, you only have mm-hmm. one episode of The Twilight Zone that you can watch from season one. You have no robot. <laughs> you have no car. <laughs> what is the one episode from season one that you would be saddled with for your incarceration on the comet?
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. Let me Let me look at this list. <laughs> let me look at this list. There's so many. Only one. Gotta- only one uh i would pick the lonely <laughs> no uh where is everybody i'm trying to get away from all these ones that make me really really lonely mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i think actually i was gonna go with the last flight but I, I don't know if that would be it um i i think that if i had to pick one I might pick either maybe the the hitchhiker. Nice. Um, uh, I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go with hitchhiker just for sake of argument. Okay. Um, the great Inger Inger Stevens. What was in that? Um, and uh yeah, I I, I like that episode. Although there's there's a little part where the the creepy n- navy guy or whatever comes in <laughs> yeah. and he's like <laughs> is like hitting on her still. Which which by the way, Chelsea, my wife, mm-hmm. she's like. She wrote a note for uh, Mirror Image. She helped me with Mirror Image, mm-hmm. and she she said, in one of her notes, I found it as I was cleaning out the garage. Guys doesn't doesn't matter if the girl's crazy. Guys want to get in their pants, and <laughs> uh, so I think the Navy guy in Hitchhiker is is exactly like that. He's like, hmm. ah, she's crazy, but maybe she'll put out. <laughs> right. uh, Sure, but yeah. uh, oh, but overall, <laughs> <laughs> overall, I like I like the Hitchhiker. It's mm-hmm. it's it's re- it's really suspenseful and it's mm-hmm. it's moody, and just it it gave me chills the first time I watched it again. Just at the very end, with the reveal that that she's dead yeah. and like her, like her body just changes, mm-hmm. and she everything about her changes, and she becomes much more cold. Yeah and uh, that it's really you know, it's really creepy to me.
1: Oh yeah. That ending where like she when she comes to the realization and she kind of has that just really distant kind of read on her dialogue is just so uh that's that's sticking with me for a little while. But yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: you You know what? I just changed my mind. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> just after all, all that. It's Mr. B, isn't it? <laughs> it's Mr. Beavis. Damn you, Mr. Beavis! Damn you! Uh, he's always he's always coming after me. Him and his guardian angel. Uh, no, I I changed my mind. It's gonna be Perchance to Dream. Nice, nice. I I think yeah. I think that's the one I I would mm-hmm. I would pick because every time every there there's something about it that every time mm-hmm. I watch it I I don't get I don't get tired of it. There's not any part of that that I'm like this is wasted airspace or they They dragged it out too long, I think it's a perfect episode
1: nice i I will not fight you on that at all. I don't know why I would, but that that would be terrible <laughs> um, yeah. break a glass <laughs> exactly <laughs> um yeah that's that's a great choice and that's that's an episode that like I haven't really revisited the first like five or six episodes. Since I started the podcast, because I took that seven month long hiatus, and like that mm. was a di- completely different format to the podcast. So, like, I remember not really being that taken with Perchance to Dream, and right. I think that that's an episode that I really, it really deserves to have another, um, another pass at from me. Um, but yeah, and I could see that's that's an episode that wouldn't get boring either, because like you said, it's it's very. It's something that's very much clever. It's steeped in its cleverness um, of mm-hmm. its storytelling.
0: Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> e- exactly. And and plus, eventually, when I'm on this asteroid and mm-hmm. I'm getting sick of my life, I'll be like, "Hey, that's a good idea. I should jump out of a window too."
1: There you go. And then the great, <laughs> the great Twilight Zone twist is that there are no windows and. Uh, you're doomed to not be able to jump no! out. No! No!
0: <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> you you finally
1: did it! Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I would... I mean, I'd probably pick The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street because I was just so... sell out. I know, I know. I was just so <laughs> blown away by that episode. It was... That was like... That was like an episode where I I got to it. It's like the twenty second episode of the season, I think. And like I've already gone through several episodes. I I know what to expect, and then just the tightness of the script and how how impactful it was. Just as a story, is felt so right to me. Like it was. It was like this was that was like a moment where I was like, okay. I'm not just watching, I'm not watching and reviewing this classic TV show. I'm watching and reviewing what could become one of my favorite shows of all time. <laughs> and it's oh. like it was just it kind of it just blew me away. Um even though the little kid, something that, about something about the way that he talked. I I don't know. bugged me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That that's why
0: that's why it can't be one of the ones I take on to the the com- or the sure. of me. Because I mean, he's he looks way too old to be like twelve or whatever they say he is. I mean, I I say this on my show, but he looks like he's thirty (laughs) four. Like, does like Johnny? What? Come on, you're thirty four now. Stop! Stop trying to scare us with your your comic books. (laughs) Is that a five o'clock
1: shadow? I don't.
0: You work (laughs) at the docks, Johnny. (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) and and everyone's <laughs> so, just so quick to be like, yeah, oh no, comic book. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. That was that was one thing that was kind of like, okay, they're they're a little quick. They're a little quick, but I mean, it's a 25-minute yeah. episode, so. Um, you you got it. Yeah. But and I have a few other here, others here, but I that would be cheating a little bit on the concept <laughs> that I've put forth, but um I would I mean,
0: te- technically I said to. Technically
1: that's, I said to. That's true. That's true. I would I'll put it this way. The monsters of Duro in Maple Street would be my one choice, but I would try to smuggle in um, a stop at Willoughby, walking distance. Yeah, uh, the last flight, um, and probably I shot an arrow into the air. Um, you're, you're smuggling in so many. I know, I, like, I know, right?
0: Oh, he's gonna he's to smuggle in like maybe like yeah. one, one, maybe two more, <laughs> but not exactly. like. It, You're like, uh, Monsters are due on Maple Street. It's my number one, but I tried to smuggle in Where is Everybody, (laughs) One for the Angels, Mr. Denton on Doomsday, the 60mm (laughs) triangle.
1: Exactly. I have 31 others that I can go through also. (laughs) Cheater. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Ah, screw it. (laughs) But no, I I would also, like, I'd probably put special mention on Walking Distance or The Last Flight. Really, any time travel one also. Because... Again, time travel. I love it. Um, it's the best. It's the it best. It really is. It really is. And I'm kind of hoping... Like, this season had a lot of time travel in it. There was, like I said, walking distance, the last flight. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say there was one or two others. I can't remember now off the top of my head. I don't have it right in front of me. But I'm kind of wondering. Uh, judgment Night, sort of. Um, But... Like, and and you don't have to tell me because that would be a spoiler sort of, but like, I'm kind of curious how going forward, like any other time travel episodes, like, I'm wondering if there are, there are any that are as good as season one. Um, again, you don't really have to answer it, but. Okay. I won't. Okay.
0: I mean, I, I just, we just (laughs) talked about an episode that, um, the, the trouble with Templeton is kind of. Okay. It's Kind of time traveling a little bit, a little bit. Sure. <laughs> ah, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> um, just just a tad bit. Uh, and I and I, I really like that that one.
1: Okay. Um,
0: I, I think there's 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 a couple other ones. Nice. Yeah. There's one with the professor from. Uh, another one with the professor. Oh, nice.
1: From uh... Ex- execution. That's that's a time traveling yeah. one. Oh yeah, execution. Yeah, and I was just kind of <laughs> yeah the one that we reviewed together <laughs> on your show. <laughs> Jeez.
0: that's 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 what it was we we couldn't see it <laughs> right because it, it was right in front of our face
1: yeah yeah um, yeah so so we'll we'll see i'll i'll, I'll we'll see how it goes um Can't we, how do we forget about the execution i know uh, that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> anyways a professor uh, is in a is, is in a
0: another tra- uh time traveling Oh, nice
1: i think i i think i uh I think I saw that when I was doing my notes for that episode of, of anthology, but yeah. Okay, so these can be kind of quick because they're kind of the downer ones. But least favorite moments. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, about. sorry. About. I was I was shooting the gun. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <Shit. Sorry. laughs> I don't know. You're in this weird window thing in front of me, like I'm, you're pointing a gun, at, a finger gun at me. I'm gonna have to shoot you because. I don't understand things because I'm like the guy in Execution. Um, <laughs> that was a really forced reference. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, no, it, It's okay. It works.
1: <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, least favorite moments or endings. We can bunch those two together. Um, what were some of the downer moments of season one of the Twilight Zone for you? Or is that too sacrilegious to bring up for this no, iconic property?
0: I, I wouldn't say. I would say... Nightmare as a, as a child mm-hmm. was was an was an ending that I didn't really like and yeah. the reason I didn't like it was it was too hitchcockian in the sense that it like was. all right let's explain things to the audience mm-hmm. instead of letting the audience figure it out on on their own right yeah. it, at the, at the end of uh people are like all over it doesn't there's not these two aliens that are like outside looking at him inside the cage and talking to each other and said we are aliens, and he's <laughs> he's human, he's human from Earth. We're not all that different from them, are we <laughs> right? right there's There's not that explanation and a nightmare as a child, like that's what these two this doctor and this the the police officer I think, yeah, they're explaining what happens to this young woman. she's like, ah, oh, she's repressed memories yeah, um, so I thought that that was a little forced, you know
1: that made my list too it was it wasn't the whole episode felt like felt like I was watching like Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock presents instead of the twilight zone. Um, yeah. yeah. Although, uh, Terry, Oh wow. Uh, Terry Burnham was (laughs) really fantastic in that episode. I thought she was great as a creepy kid. Um, but the episode as a whole just didn't work for me that much.
0: Yeah. It, it, it didn't really for me there. And I, I talked to one of my friends, Carrie, Carrie poppy, who is on, is on a different podcast. Oh no, Ross and Carrie. Mm-hmm. And, and she, it and she was like, it's an all right episode, but repressed memories. That's, that's not a real thing. That's, not how, that's, it's <laughs> <not> a, <repressor." laughs> and so it was, it was interesting talking to her because we just talked about how like this, this primitive idea of what repressed memories are or what they're capable of, um, in kind of pop culture back then. Right.
1: right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and how about <laughs> least favorite episodes as a whole? Um, I want to say that Mr. Beavis is going to be on on here for you. Is that, am I right in that estimation? I think,
0: I think that's a I think that's a good conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> that's a
1: very good conclusion. Yeah, uh, same with me. But go go ahead. More about Mr. Beavis.
0: <laughs> I I don't I don't think there's really anything else to say about the episode that I that hasn't been said mm-hmm. it's just it's just really not a a good episode and I, I watched it was one of the few episodes where the before recording i rewatched it with with my guest uh, mm-hmm. louis reyes and and he fell asleep <laughs> on the couch watching it i'm like dude we have to we have to record in like 20 minutes about this episode you're not you're not even watching right now uh and then he got up and he's like yeah, it was, it was boring the second time too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all right, cool. Let's move forward. But yeah, Yeah. it's, it's just, it just sucks. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Miss Brevis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't that good. It really wasn't. And it has like, I, I found myself trying to meet it halfway or try to find some kind of something to latch on that would make me enjoy it more. And like when he goes back into the office um after he's accepted that he uh that this is his life and he's gonna lose his job like i i liked the kind of time travel thing where it's like he goes in and like this is a different perspective from a scene earlier like i liked that but also it's like the whole time i just wanted to scream at him and say you don't you can have both you can be weird but do your job and do a good job and keep your job like come on (laughs) I've been in the air force for 16
0: years. I'm proof. You can be weird and still have a job. It's a thing. Like I listen to Zither music all the time at work.
1: It's a thing. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Beavis just existed at a time where earbuds weren't a thing. So that was his ultimate downfall.
0: Um, Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if, if there was a real guardian angel out there for each one of us, then like they would have stopped us from having to watch it. <laughs> like, like I would have a guardian angel, like come on and just, and just record the podcast for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he'd be like, Hey guys, this is, this is Bill. I don't know why my guardian angels name is Bill. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm here for Brandon and let me just record some of your okay, look guys, the episode <laughs> sucks.
1: Don't watch it. <laughs> Oh yeah! Th-
0: Thanks, Bill. Thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. So, Mr. Beavis, in addition to not being good, proves that proves that guardian angels don't exist because they didn't come down <laughs> for you to record. Then, <laughs>
0: <laughs> if I if I lost my my faith in God, it was is when the guardian angel didn't stop.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> me for watching episode. <laughs> Do you think it would have been any better if they would have gotten? um, Burgess Meredith in the role. Like, do you think he would have added anything to it? Although I, I think that it was more that they, they were, I don't think he was ever intended to be Mr. Beavis in the twilight zone episode as it aired. He was supposed to be in the show, um, that it was going to be, but just hypothetically, do you think that he could have brought anything to the role? Uh,
0: I, I think he could have, but I think there's only so much you can do as an actor with, with a script. Um, he, he's he's in another episode later on. Uh, crap, and and I'm showing how stupid I am. I don't remember the name of the episode, uh, <laughs> but where he gets like really really strong, Mr. Dingle the Strong. Duh, got it. There we go. Uh, and and that's a that's kind of a silly episode, but he makes it he makes it work because it's Burgess Meredith, right? Uh, so I think he could have added something to Mr. Beavis, mm-hmm.
1: but I don't know how much. Yeah. I don't know how much you can only polish a i feel bad saying turd because it's still rod serling and it's still the twilight zone but you can only you can only add so much to it
0: Uh, you can only squeeze so much water
1: out of a rock you know (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) um and then the mighty casey that those two those two episodes kind of stand out to me as two episodes that didn't quite just didn't felt out of place in the whole season really to me they kind of stood out as not fitting with the grander show and that i mean it kind of maybe it's due to mr beavis being originally a pilot script and the mighty casey being a being an episode they had to completely re redo because the actor died (laughs) but right um Yeah. yeah so i don't know that you just recently talked about it sort of recently to my ears because I just recently listened yeah. to it on the podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> throw in the baseball. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think with anthologies, you kind of have to bury some of the, the, the bad episodes. Yeah. So I, you know, if, if they had known that those were going to be bad episodes, it, if they had, if they had the, Ability of clairvoyance. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could be like, oh, you know what? Let's and let's actually put Mr. Beavis like more towards the middle. Let's let's bury it in kind of there, but let's not push it towards the end of the season where we want people to to stay with us till till next year, right? right? Um, but yeah, because mm-hmm. Mr. Beavis is not good as we've already established, right? Uh, the mighty <laughs> the mighty Casey is is not one of my favorites. Be- mm-hmm. I mean, not because it's baseball, but right. just because it's not super great. Mm-hmm. um but uh but at least at least they ended on strong with uh a world of his own so
1: yeah at I least we got that yeah there we go um also i'll throw in as kind of a dishonorable i don't even want to say dishonorable dishonorable mention because i i did grow to like this a little bit more than i originally did but mirror image was an episode i was not crazy about um you're not crazy about the guy running at the no. end no himself As much as, (laughs) as much as I would like to be, um, no, that did not work for me. (laughs) So yeah, I'll, I'll throw that in there too. Like
0: Um, in, in your head, in your head, if you didn't have like the, the cheesy image of him mm -hmm. chasing his, his double, like in your head, would that be a better ending? Like if it was, if it was done right, Uh, like if it was done now, do do you Hmm. think, do you think that would have affected your opinion on the ending?
1: It would have been a little bit easier to swallow, but I think that my problems with it was that it was a little bit more um ambiguous than I would have liked it to be. And I think that okay. even if they did the even if they did the effects right, or like they, they had the effects the budget to do it or the, the um technology to do it well, I think that I would still have problems with it because it seemed like it was going one way or it seemed like it was it didn't seem like it was really committing to one like thought or one, one central idea through the episode, like much like my really kind of half-assed answer to your question here. Um, it didn't really focus (laughs) on one specific thing, (laughs) but it was, it was definitely, uh, definitely, I think it had some script problems with me too, but the Mm. goofy ending also didn't really help matters at all. Um, (laughs) but I ended up liking it a little bit better than I thought I would. So
0: I don't know. Yeah. I, I got, I got an email from a listener and I think mm-hmm. he, he emails all the Twilight Zone. I think I so. <laughs> I think uh,
1: I know which one you're but, talking
0: about. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and he mentioned like that. His thoughts were that everybody in mirror image was getting replaced at this bus station mm-hmm. and like including like the, the bus attendant and all the people who are in the bus station. Uh, and and I thought that was a more interesting thought mm-hmm. coming out of it. Like this invasion of the body snatchers where where all this the people fall asleep and then they get replaced by their their mirror image.
1: Yeah. And and I I I think I would have liked that a lot more. Um a lot more if that was if that was done that way. Um but unfortunately yeah. it's not. Um and yeah, I I believe it's Greg that that was email yes. yeah, yeah, yeah Great guy. Right. I, I always get a kick whenever i get a get an email from him um on it but yeah i mean it's a good read on it it's it's a good read but i don't know um i wish it was something more substantial in the episode um if that was what they were going for yeah um, i got I got you
0: yeah. i got you shouldn't shouldn't have to read too much into it and, and add your own story to make it to make an episode good
1: exactly exactly um Okay, so to kind of wind down cuz I've I've held you hostage long enough here, I think. Um to kind of wind down going forward in season 2. Now, I'm in a position where I've never seen any episode of season 2. So judging from my, I don't know, judging from season 1, season 2 compared to season 1, how how am I going to like it? What can I expect out of season 2? Is there are there any drastic changes in in the show? That much without uh, spoiling too much.
0: Let me let me go back in my in my head of all the episodes I've watched so far this season because mm-hmm. I'm working my way through season two obviously right now. Right. Um. I in some ways I think I like season two a little bit more than season one. Interesting. Okay. In some in some ways mm-hmm. and and maybe that's maybe that's too premature because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Because I'm not even halfway through the season yet, Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean the, the quality is still there. They're just maybe the episodes aren't as memorable um, sure. or not as iconic necessarily. I mean, there is there are obviously the Howling Man is in season two, mm-hmm. um, and which is which is a really good episode as I mentioned before with Doctor Corcoran. Mm-hmm. The Nick of Time is William Shatner. That's the one with the the bobblehead devil.
1: Nice. <laughs>
0: That's uh, to to those not watching, that's that's my impression of the little head moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and oh, and uh, the obsolete man is, is, mm-hmm. is another great one in season two, and that's at the the very end. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. I say there's not really there any, any iconic ones, but I just mentioned three. Right. Those are all those are all really good episodes. So yeah, it's premature, but. Uh, You'll, I think you'll like season two.
1: Nice, I'm looking forward to it. I'm also I the be I the Beholder, isn't it? And that's one of the ones that has permeated everything. <laughs> smack, smack
0: my head, right. smack my head. Yeah, I the Beholder, the invaders. Those mm. are those are two other ones, dude. Yeah, okay. It's Solidifying my position.
1: <laughs> nice. Season two. Well, we'll <laughs> have to see what uh, what weird nitpicks I can I can have for season two. And alienate more of my audience here on anthology. <laughs> um, uh, alienate nothing. Alienate nothing. <laughs> um. Okay. So so to kind of wind down. Thanks for coming on, man, and chatting with me. This has been this has been fun. Um. No problem. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not dancing. quite Dance. sure. I'm
0: having so much fun.
1: All right. Well, there you go. It's weird if you're if you're dancing and we're still holding hands. That would be. That's that's kind of a weird image that I just put so into much. the viewers' yeah. Um, <laughs> into the listeners' heads. Um so to kinda of, kinda of wind down, what um uh where can we find uh you online and uh submit for your approval and what does the future hold for your podcasting?
0: Oh man, you would you would ask me the the hard hitting question. Yes. <laughs> Let me let me grab my book of my giant book of links.
1: Nice. <laughs> uh, 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 uh.
0: <laughs> All right. Get my scroll. All right, so there's a few ways you can get a hold of of me for submitting for your approval. Uh if you wanna if you wanna get a hold of me, like send me notes or anything like that, I'm on Facebook. Facebook.com slash S4YA. That's that's Sierra the number four Yankee Alpha podcast. Oh, nice. and that, that, took, that took way too long, but Facebook.com slash S4YA podcast. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Both of those are at S4YA underscore podcast. Uh, also, Gmail, S4YA podcast without the underscore at gmail.com. Also, I have a, I have a phone number that I spent like 30 hours trying to find something with TZPod in it. <laughs> and nobody's nobody's ever called it. So, But that's yes. a thing. 860-GO-TZ-POD. Okay. And then I want to... My website is www.apatheticenthusiasm.com dot com slash. I, I gotta get a better link for this. Slash submitted <laughs> dash for dash your dash approval. <laughs> there has to be an easier way. There has. Oh
1: to be- wow! Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> terrific. That's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I I didn't
0: plan all those links out <laughs> when I started everything up. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll get them fixed.
1: Yeah, that of course. Uh, oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, uh, co- uh, I'm just going to say uh, and of course I'm I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, any any podcatcher. I'm I'm out there. So, uh hit me hit me up any really any time. I always have my phone on me. I always have Twitter on me. So, if somebody if somebody shoots me a message, I will respond to you at at the very least I'll I'll heart it. Nice.
1: Nice. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, in funny on that same note I also have that voicemail account set up and I don't know some episodes I don't even mention it because I'm like no one's really calling and it's kind of like if I do incorporate voicemails it's kind of I don't know it would be a whole thing but I don't know um yeah so let's call each other's voicemails essentially is what I'm getting at here (laughs) let's do it all right (laughs) sounds good all right well thanks again for coming on and uh and uh I look forward to all of your podcasting and all of your work in the future. and uh yeah, um, can't wait to hear your thoughts on season two. Uh, hey, once I get to it, thank, I just
0: want to say thank you so much for having me on on this on this show uh, it it, it, mean, it means a lot to hanging out with you oh. um, and I, uh, you know we we established this this podcast friendship, our mm-hmm. our pod friendship, our friend cast, right. if you will. And, and I just, I just think it's so cool before I started podcasting, I didn't know that I, I didn't expect to ever like mate and make relationships with, with folks that I totally. just across the country, just audio wise. Mm-hmm. And I, this is just so cool to me. So, so again, thanks for having me on the, on the show and, and be my friend.
1: I agree completely. And, <laughs> and you're welcome. And I will be hitting you, hitting you up for money um, pretty soon since <laughs> we are at that point in our friendship here
0: nope nope no problem (laughs) just send it just give me a call 860 go tz (laughs) pod leave a leave me a (laughs) voicemail all right
1: all right well uh thanks again and uh yeah that's it for season one uh i'll do a whole thing with the surveys and stuff here so this won't be the actual end of the episode but it's an awkward transition to end this uh interview here so thank you guys for (laughs) listening and stay tuned
0: All right, so that that's it. That was that was it. That was me and Matt. We're talking about talking about the business, the business of the Twilight Zone. Uh, I had a really good time talking to Matt. I hope he had a good time talking to me. I, I guess that he still pushed that episode out means that he didn't hate me too much, uh, which is always it's always a win in my book when somebody doesn't hate me that much. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he he did it. He did a survey for season one. And if you want to hear more about that and what uh, inputs he got from that, you can check out his show. I'm saving, I'm saving a little bit for him. Head out to anthologypod.com uh, or uh, it's on iTunes as well. Check that out and uh, just fast forward to the, the survey portion to hear more of that. And also, hey, check out Obsessive Viewer uh, and that's obs- obsessiveviewer.com. And that's another one of his podcasts. Also a really good show uh but that that's it for this 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 awkward weird not quite a submitted for your approval episode but you know it's on its own and that's what's important uh until next time i am brandon cruz and this was kind of submitted for your approval